so we are uh, going through different disciplines, different spiritual disciplines. And one of the things we talked about Sunday was what happens, we were going about those disciplines on our own, uh, sort of disciplining ourselves, if you, if you will. Um, and then God kind of said, hey, it's my turn. And, um, and we, we have this, this really difficult, tragic, um, complex, um, serene situation going on with COVID-19 throughout the world. And um, it, it has caused a lot of us to reflect and to pause on what does this all mean? Um, what's going on with all of this? And I think we're going to continue to wrestle with those questions as we often do. Um, but one of the things we wanted to continue to do was on Wednesdays, keep talking through the different spiritual disciplines. We've talked about meditation, we talked about prayer, and tonight we're going to talk about uh, Bible study. Uh, and so as a church, our goal is, we call it BP plus one, which is to read the Bible and pray every day and have plus one, a plus one spiritual discipline of your choosing that you can go after on your own. Um, but Bible study, Bible study is the next, uh, the next discipline uh, of topic. And one of my favorite things uh, ever since I was a kid, I loved, I loved reading the Bible. I always was better at that than praying. Um, I would always much rather use my head than my heart, I think, to my detriment. But I'm going to share a little bit about uh, studying the Bible. Jenny's going to share a little bit about it. And then we're going to actually break up into D groups. And you're probably wondering how we're going to do that. But we actually have a breakout room function. So I'll break us, break, break us up into breakout rooms. It'll be random. Uh, it'll just be for five minutes. So it'll be really quick. It'll be one question. If you don't want to talk, you don't have to. In fact, you can even turn off your camera if you don't want anybody to see your face. But people that want to talk or want to share it, it is five good minutes to kind of touch base within those breakout groups um, to kind of share some of the things we've been learning uh, personally. Um, but in 1736, uh, there was a ship crossing the Atlantic Ocean from England to Georgia, on a, uh, carrying a bunch of Christians on a mission trip to Georgia. And uh, there was an awful storm, uh, in fact, a, a terrible storm where the, 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 the sail was torn into and water began to swamp the decks. And many English people on the boat just despaired for their lives. They began screaming, yelling, panicking. And one of those people that were panicking was a future leader of the church. And that was John Wesley. And he was, though he had been a Christian and he actually was on a mission trip, he was still afraid. And this, he was afraid of dying. And as the storm hit, he was panicking, he was struggling, and he began to think to himself, how can I, a leader of the church, uh, struggle like this and be so afraid? And he began to notice there was a group of people on the, on the ship called Moravians. And they were actually not panicking. They were doing the opposite. Uh, they were singing to God. They were singing hymns. And the, the boat actually, the ship actually made it through. And years later, John Wesley would, would go back to those people uh, and he would ask them questions about what helped you in that time be so steadfast, be so tranquil, um, to be so at peace knowing that you might die. And, and it kind of reminds us of what we talked about Sunday with, um, with the storm and Jesus on the, in the boat still sleeping even after um, the ship was about to be swamped. And I think in these times as Christians, we can, we can kind of either be on one side, we can either be like the Moravians who are at peace and singing hymns amidst COVID-19 and the schools closing, we can sing hymns and be at peace. But many of us, I think, are a lot like John Wesley, um, who consider ourselves Christians, but are maybe even a bit amazed at how much we are stricken by fear or panic or stress of what's going to happen next. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think all of us would want to be where the Moravians were, just as John did, 
as he began to think, what am I missing in my walk with God that is, that is preventing me from having this kind of peace that they have? Not just, not just an intellectual acknowledgement, but a real experiential, amidst the storm, sails breaking, decks swamped kind of faith that allows you to sing hymns instead of be afraid. Um, and so I believe that that thing is scripture. Um, the Moravians were known for really one thing, and that was beginning small groups. And in those small groups, they did really one thing. And the one pillar of the Moravian faith, Moravians, by the way, are just a type of Christian, but uh, they were just a, a type of Christian who were dedicated to one, really six principles. But number one was the extended use of scripture. It, it was using scripture for everything. They began every small group with scripture. They closed it out with scripture. They repeated scripture within the small group. They wanted scripture to be at the very center of their, their heart and of their faith. And so as we talk about scripture tonight, I think it, as we talk about spiritual disciplines, spiritual disciplines are all about recognizing destructive, evil, sinful habits or, or patterns of thinking and replacing those patterns with healthy, uh, uh, reviving spiritual good new patterns, right? A re rebirth of patterns. And there's probably no better discipline of, for doing that than scripture, than the Bible. Um, there's a great quote by a man named uh, Albrecht Bengel. He says, scripture is the life of the church. The church is the guardian of scripture. When the church is strong, scripture shines abroad. When the church is sick, scripture is imprisoned. And, and, it's interesting, too, in Philippians chapter 4, actually, if you want to turn over there, it'll be the first scripture we look at. Um, Philippians chapter 4. Verse 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace, I love that. And if you concentrate on these things, the God of peace will be with you. The spiritual discipline is actually called study. It's not called uh, scripture. It's called study because the difficulty of the spiritual discipline of reading scripture is not actually reading the scripture. It's reflecting on it, concentrating on it and allowing it to actually fill you. And I think a lot of us would say that is very difficult. You know, concentration is not the most popular order of our day. Um, distraction is. Um, we are very easily distracted. In fact, right now you're probably looking at some camera focusing in on some strange aspect of it because we're so easily distracted by something uh, in this or here or there, and it's easy to not concentrate. But the human mind has an incredible ability to concentrate it happens every day, you know, you have thousands of stimuli coming at your direction. You're usually able to focus on, on one or drown out some others. But how is it that we can really concentrate? I think that's what the Moravians did well, was they decided that they were going to concentrate, reflect, repeat scripture. Look at the very next verse here, in verse 10. I greatly rejoice in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, uh, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, but I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances, right? Whether, whether with, with plenty or with little, Paul's saying, I've actually learned to be content 
and it's by focusing on things that are that are quite important. Um, and so tonight, I just have a simple simple point. I think all of us know that we should read our Bibles. I don't think I don't know if anybody here tonight is like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Read your Bible. Wow, this guy's good. Um, I don't think anybody is amazed by that. I think the difficulty is not in knowing that we need to do it. The difficulty is in thinking of it as, and really believing it's valuable and worth our time to actually do it. And I think therein lies the difficulty. Um, a guy named Foster says, I have discovered that the most difficult problem is not finding time, but convincing myself that it is imp important enough to set aside time. Um, but I think a lot of us can, it's amazing how we can be faithful in church attendance. We can sing gospel, we can sing the uh, gospel songs with our whole heart. Uh, we can go about the many uh, rituals of life, of Christian life, and probably with actually a really sincere heart. But the tenor of our lives still does not change. Um, and it's because we've forsaken one of the greatest spiritual disciplines, which is Bible study, really a scripture study. And this is different than meditation. Will Schaefer took us through meditation, which is a devotional activity. Meditation is a devotional activity. It's devoting on a word. It's, it's your heart. Uh, study, Bible study is about analyzing the word, explicating the word, actually being able to see the context of the word. Um, and there are many, many, many barriers to us really letting study, letting scripture fill our hearts the way we need to. Um, I get this, this verse here again from Foster. People may sing with gusto, pray in the spirit, live as obediently as they know, even receive divine visions and revelations. Yet the tenor of their lives remains unchanged. Why? Because they have never taken up one of the central ways God uses to change us, Bible study. Jesus made it unmistakably clear that the knowledge of the truth will set us free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free, says John 8.32. Good feelings will not set us free. Ecstatic experiences will not set us free. Getting high on Jesus will not set us free. Without a knowledge of the truth, we will not be free. And there's, 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 there's four basic aspects to study. And I just want to talk about one tonight, just one baby one. But number one is reflection. Sorry, no, sorry, that's wrong. Number one is repetition. Number one is repetition. Number four is reflection, because you sneak peek to the ending. But number one is repetition. Um, repetition is something that I think we, we can undervalue. We can think, oh, if I just repeat something throughout the day, it's not going to be worth it. Um, but repetition is, is of great import, importance in uh, something recently only in scientific, scientific evidence has caught up with this idea that repetition actually fills us with the truth. And even if we don't believe it, people have found that if they repeat something, even if they don't believe it, it will actually change their heart over time. The second is concentration, being able to really concentrate on something. By the way, the spiritual discipline study is not just about Bible study. It's about studying ourselves, concentrating on ourselves, studying nature, concentrating on nature, studying what's going on right now in the news with COVID-19 and studying how are people responding? You know, I did this recently. I went through, I, I, I like Twitter. I'm on Twitter a bit. And I went through all the tweets of people I follow about COVID-19. And I thought, what is this tweet saying? And it was pretty much derogatory, derogatory, fear, anger, derogatory, fear, anger, derogatory, fear, anger. It was amazing. And I checked Twitter, I think, a couple times a day. And the, the impact that that has on me, just the repetition of seeing Negativity, fear, anger, negativity, fear, anger, accusation, accusation, negativity, fear, anger, 
how that fills me. And then if I don't actually have something to repeat um, of my own uh, that, that, that actually can impact. Think about our kids, the repetition of the YouTube videos they see, the repetition of TV, the repetition of words they hear at school, things they see, but the re repetition is what matters, I think, in those cases. Number three, by the way, is comprehension. Not just reading, but really comprehending what it means. And number four is reflection. Um, but I really wanted to focus tonight on just one of those things, um, and that's repetition and the importance of repetition. A few times in my life, I've, I've struggled, right? I've even been in a place I, can't, I feel like I can't get out of. I feel fearful for my life. And in every situation, you know what I've done, which is amazing? I start quoting Psalm 23 and I start, it's one of the Psalms I remembered as a kid. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. That whole Psalm I remembered and that's still in me. And when I get afraid or scared or fearful, I actually go to that Psalm and I repeat it over and over and over again. Um, and I think sometimes when we, when we go into Bible study, we, we kind of, I wonder if as a church, we, we try to do too much. And I want to just encourage us to think basics, just think basic simplicity, repetition, repeat, repeat, repeat. And a lot of us can remember those great jingles from growing up, right? I always remember, um, you know, it was 800-588-2300 Empire today, right? That's a commercial. There's a lot of commercials that I remember just from sheer repetition, watching the prices right too much probably. Um, but but the repetition is vastly important because we're able to then preach the gospel to ourselves at a later time. And we need to preach the gospel to ourselves, especially when we're surrounded by roommates who might be responding in anger or fear or negativity uh, or whatever. We have coworkers, we have family, we have kids, we have TV, we have media. That, that, that will actually change us if those are the things that, that are being repeated instead of God's truth. Uh, but Jenny wanted to share a little bit about this idea of Bible study and, and how it helps her. Yes. Hello, everyone. Um, I think in this time, it's, um, hello. Um, it's being able to, well, first of all, I think you're probably thinking like, how do I have time to actually study? Like there's no quiet in my house right now and there's no still time. Um, but I do think that this is something that we have to fight for, um, whether that's coordinating with our spouses of who gets the kids or whatever. But um, I know it's a lot just to think about right now, probably. You're probably homeschooling, you're probably figuring out your own work and all of these things. Um, but I think I do wanna encourage us to just think it is as simple as a decision um, that prioritizing this time with God is really just choosing like however long or short it is it's we are in a changing time of trying to figure out what we're doing with anything right now and I think it's okay that it's like two minutes one day like like you're gonna be able to figure it out as you go and progress is really the goal um but I think in this time it's also easy to rely on self um, and, and this time also makes us desperate, which is actually good. Um, it doesn't feel great, but it's actually good that we are in this place of desperation because we can then reach out for God. 
And I think the goal is to make sure we're not craving control, but we're craving God, craving to, to learn and to, to know him for the peace that he offers, not that we make ourselves. Um, and the scripture I was thinking about is in Second Peter 1, where it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the goal, is to, to really know Jesus. Um, but I think that the focus of even just the scripture is that we're making effort. Whatever your effort looks like right now, like that is great. <laughs> um, and to fight for your time, whatever that, however that's going to need to happen with just tons of coordinating or whatever, getting up earlier, going to bed later, whatever, um, just fighting for your time. Um, but I think just something to think about is if you're, for now in this time, if you're not clinging to God's word in this time, what are you clinging to? And how can you then cling to God's word instead? Thanks. Well done, hon. Um, and I think sometimes we can think, well, what's so, what's so powerful about repetition, you know? And I do encourage you, by the way, to go after all four steps, repetition, concentration, comprehension, and reflection. But I think repetition um, is powerful. Um, but I think it's, it's important to remember why it's powerful. Now, remember in Deuteronomy 8, right? Uh, the Bible tells the Israelites, now remember, don't forget the Lord. Uh, now, write it on your doorpost, write it on your arm, write it on, you know, the phylactery, write it on your tassels. And when your kids get up in the morning and your kids go down at night and they ask questions, talk about it. And, and so I do think it's not just like this time away. Now, the retreat is powerful and we've got to fight for those retreats. We've got to help our spouses with spiritual retreats as best we can. But it could just be talking, through, talking about God throughout the day. But you know who was best at repeating things, who was best at memorizing? Were the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the best at it. In fact, they had to. They had to memorize Torah. Uh, they kept it on their arm in these little boxes of scrolls. But yet Jesus talks to the Pharisees in John chapter 5. And we'll close that with this. In John chapter 5, uh, Jesus talks to the Pharisees and Jesus says, you know, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very words of scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me and have life. We're not just memorizing scripture. We, don't, we do not believe that scripture will save us. We believe that scripture will point to the one who does save us. And so repetition, that scripture will always remind us, not, okay, yes, I've memorized the verse. I've done it. I have eternal life. No, no, no. The verse is supposed to speak a deeper truth to us, that truth being Christ. And that truth being, listen, you think that in the word you have eternal life, but you're missing out on what the word, who the word is pointing to. You know, when I say those words to myself, you know, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I think of Jesus. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. 
that scripture repetition can actually help us remember uh, Jesus. Um, and uh, so I just want to encourage us as a church to actually go about that together. So we're going to practice tonight. We've got to know thyself, okay? And so what we're going to do is I want to take five minutes in breakout rooms. Now, if you don't want to talk, you don't have to. But I do want to encourage people to share in breakout rooms. Uh, basically, what is, what, is your, the pat, what are the patterns of thought that you've seen in yourself the last two weeks? And I'll type it. I can actually send a message to the breakout room, so I'll do that. But what are the destructive patterns of thought that you've seen in yourself? If we're going to begin the, the discipline of study, let's start with studying ourselves. Let's look at ourselves and ask the question, what has been the pattern of my thoughts the last two weeks? Maybe it's thoughts of laziness. Maybe it's thoughts of deceit or thoughts of hiding from people. Maybe it's thoughts of fear. Maybe it's thoughts of anger. Uh, maybe it's thoughts of um, arrogance. Maybe it's thoughts of stress, depression, melancholy. But we got to figure out, let's, let's study ourselves and try to share. These are, the, these are the things I've been seeing in my heart and my head the last few weeks. And then we're going to help each other come up with one chapter of the Bible, one chapter that for each person that they can repeat, they can read once a day. Now, the book challenges through the same chapter once, uh, once a day for a month. So you can do that if you like. But I want to say as a church, the challenge is for the next week that we're all reading the same, well, the same chapter for you it may look different than Jenny. Jenny, we might have different chapters. I may have 2 Corinthians 5. Um, because I want to focus on the eternal. She may have Matthew 6 because she's, you know, a worrywart, hypothetically. And so that may, that may be what we want to do. Um, and so anyway, uh, find out pattern of thought, share it, and then suggest chapters of the Bible to, for each other um, in these times. I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. So we'll be back here. Uh, so you'll go to your breakout rooms. Uh, there'll be a timer. You can talk, come back into the big room. We'll close out with a song. And then we are dismissed. Thanks for listening to the Blue Ridge Podcast. My name is Seth Mitchell. And if you'd be interested in more resources like this or connecting with us, you can go to blueridge.church or join us at Burnley Moran Elementary School at 7 p.m. Wednesdays or 1030 a.m. Sundays in Charlottesville, Virginia. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.